everybody. And it's Sunday. And guess what? Yeah, Vikings won over the Packers. Okay, all Vikings fans, yip, hip, hooray. <laughs> and you Packer fans, hey, I'm a Packer fan when the Vikes go away. You know what I mean? They're not in the playoffs. Packer fans are the most awesome they really are. You know, they, they've always been with the team, whether they're, you know, you know zero wins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, and it, you can't go any place in Wisconsin. I mean, any place where they don't sell Packers something Packers. Yeah, even gas stations. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, every place. And so I admired their fan base, and they really are a good team. They really are. And so I, I have nothing bad to say about the Packers, other than the fact that we won today. <laughs> and it's not saying anything bad about you, but we just we squeaked it out. Mm-hmm. And it was getting a little squeaky. But anyway, so hopefully you guys are, are with us today and that you will, uh, we've got some questions for us. Now, uh, today we have Dr. Jessica Levy live and in person in the stu- studio. And it's been a while since she's been here. So, but there's two things we want to talk about. I'm, I'll ask, I call it Blasto, but it has an official name. And then we're also going to talk about, uh, the latest thing, like in human world and dog world is mushroom supplements and, you know, for, you know, boosting health or some health conditions and such like that. So we're going to be talking about that along with taking your questions and then uh brian is on the other side of the glass and he uh, gave me some chocolate chip cookies that his mom made and i tip my hat brian to your mom oh and, thank you. And they are just they're the perfect texture no nuts nuts do not belong in banana bread well anything in my book or in cookies mm. <laughs> but anyway but the perfect texture perfect taste and I'm down to, I think I'm going to have a tummy today <laughs> because I already ate, how many did I eat? Um, I think I ate three already. Oh, wow. I know. <laughs> I, I know. That's my problem. I was like, oh, this is so good. I haven't had a good chocolate chip cookie in a long time. So that even makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so you make sure you thank your mom for awesome, awesome taste. So yeah. Anyway, so we got Dr. Jessica Levy. Levy, um, Dr. Jessica, do you want to flick on, are you up or, up or down, sideways, whatever? Are sideways, you, yes. There you go. There you go. There she is, live and in person. So if you got any vet questions, uh, please feel free to call in, uh, whether it's dog or cat. And then, uh, like I said, we're going to be talking. Now, what's the official name of Blasto? What is it? Blastomycosis. Okay, blastomycosis. There we go. And uh, the reason we're going to talk about that is that I've had a couple people that I know that have come through my classes their dogs got it and they were told one was just a young dog he was only like eight months old and uh but you know, luckily he pulled through but a lot of dogs don't pull through so we want to talk about that just to educate you fyi and then the big turkey day is on the horizon and so next sunday will be a best of i will not be here and so i'll be wishing i was here <laughs> but it's the way it is where are you going for brian for t-day are you does your folks have it or do you go or what do you do Usually go to my aunt's house and oh, kind of just watch football. Okay, <clears throat> and then and uh, and then who is? Is there any special teams playing on uh, on Thanksgiving? I know it's uh, Detroit and the Bears. I think oh, okay. so. Detroit and Chicago, and oh, okay, um, that's the only game I really know of. So now, do you have the traditional like uh, the, what kind of stuffing does your folks have? Stuffing, um, I guess just traditional stuffing. stuffing. I guess does um, it have giblets and that kind of stuff in it? You know, yeah. And there's nothing like too funky oh, okay. that's in it, but okay. it's just you know and, basic turkey. And, and then what kind of sweet potatoes? Sweet potatoes. We have like the Was like it, the melted marshmallows, marshmallows. on okay. top and stuff. Okay, that's not sweet. But that is a dessert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And then you obviously mashed potatoes, gravy, turkey. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else do you have that usually goes with it that kind of sticks out? Well, my aunt makes this kind of unique thing. It's like, a, she calls it a cornbread souffle. Okay. And it's a bit, it's in a sheet pan. All right. And it's a whole thing of cornbread with corn in it. And it's so like, it just melts in your mouth oh, wow. and it's so good. Yeah. Wow. It's my That's favorite good. thing. Yeah. Uh, my husband uh, came up with a, well, from somebody, believe it or not, it's cornbread with real corn in it. But you know what's in it that you really do, wouldn't even realize it's in there, but oh man, is it good? Pineapple. Oh, really? Yes. You use crushed pineapple in it. And oh my Lord, when, anytime he makes it, it's just like, it's like crack. It's just, <laughs> it's just like these cookies are. <laughs> I can't stop eating. Put a little bit of butter on it. You got to eat it warm. Got to eat it warm. Oh, yeah. It's just really good. Yeah, because um, it, it looks like it's just going to be me and Will, and then we have the mashed potatoes, gravy, turkey. And then I hate stuffing, so I make my high-hate stuffing stuffing. Oh, yeah. Okay, and that's chicken rice aroni. And then you take a pound of Jimmy Dean regular sausage and then a pound of hamburger and mix that too and, and fry it up. You make the rice aroni, chicken rice aroni, and then do, do that. Then mix that with the sausage and the hot hamburger you after it's cooked. And then I take and fr- I cut up a whole buttload of onions <laughs> and then uh, fry them in butter. And so then when they're putting her clear, then I put uh, the herb stuffing in that and mix it. Oh. All right. I don't like sage. If it's sage, if it, it, I can smell sage five miles away. And if anything has sage in it, I run. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, uh, so yeah, so I, I get the the herb stuffing and then I mix it all together. And then when I make the gravy, put some gravy in it and it's it's like a casserole or hot dish whatever you want to call it It sounds good that's my i hate stuffing stuffing it doesn't go in the doesn't go in the turkey i've never i stuffed my turkey a couple times and i just to me it was a pain in the butt oh yeah and so it's just like no i'm just gonna put this off to the side and like i said i've always oh stuffing is like no thank you very much yeah i'm not the biggest fan either so anyway but yeah so that's my i hate saying then um then i make a corn um casserole baked corn you know with cream corn whole corn mm, okay. eggs crackers you know and it's yeah so that and so that's very tasty too if i, if I don't burn it <laughs> <laughs> so it all works out so anyway so dr levy what are we doing with uh t-day for you hanging out at home hanging out at home with the five well you got five dogs right six six mm-hmm. yeah you got six six kids how many cats do you got now just two there's two okay i got five for once on my head of you Oh my goodness! My cats hate each other. Do they really? Oh, oh, I was doing a I was doing a phone consultation from home last week, and they literally had a fight like right on the other side of my lap. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, geez. Luckily, they they didn't knock over any of the house plants. It could have been a much worse disaster. Okay. Said there was just a lot of snarling and oh, geez, cats falling off the countertops and stuff went flying, but uh, no no house plants were damaged. No, no house plants were. <laughs> um, now, what about? Uh, didn't it, when, when the cats fight, did the dogs get into it? No, I'm, my dogs are smart enough to stand back. Oh, really? <laughs> they won't? Oh, okay. Because sometimes, you know, with that, that commotion, the dogs get all wound up and, here, I'll, I'll help you out or I'm in on this too. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I only have the one terrier and she's kind of smart enough to not to get involved. Not get in the cat fight? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, that's good. Okay, so yep, you, if you got a question, give a holler. Well, not, right, right. When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, blastomycosis. Mycosis. Okay, and this is a very big heads up because if your dog gets it, 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 it they can die. So that's why it's so so important. So hang in there, and then we will. And then we're also, like I said, we'll take questions from you guys too. So just a minute. Here's the question. Now we're going to be doing obviously Thanksgiving questions. Okay, you ready for this? 
Okay, got to get this in. Okay, NFL football games have been held on Thanksgiving Day, exact, except during what historical event? Okay, ready? Uh, the Great Depression, the 1969 moon landing, World War II, or the Korean War? We'll be back. Hey, hey. Yeah, don't play this one real quick. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, was it uh, the... the why didn't they play the football? Okay, was it the Great Depression, the 1969 moon landing, World War II, or the Korean War? Uh, I'm going to go Korean War. Nope. Okay, Detroit Lions began hosting the Thanksgiving Day football games in 1934. Oh. The games were suspended for six years, period, due to the World War II. All right, that was my second guess. Yep, World War II. Nice. I picked the Great Depression. All right. So anyway, say here's here's another question for you. You ready for this? Okay, which of the following was not served at the Pilgrim Thanksgiving feet meal? Okay, the first uh, to choose from is uh, cranberries, cornbread, and mashed potatoes. The second to choose from would be rabbit, chicken, wild turkey, and dried fruit. And the third, venison or you know deer meat, uh, fish, and goose. Which was not the one, two, or three? I'm going to go with two. Okay. no. So you're saying rabbit, chicken, and wild turkey and dried fruit was not served. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, uh, number three then. Okay. So yeah. you're saying that venison was not and fish and goose was not served. Mm. What do you think, know, Jess? Yeah. yeah. Mashed potatoes. You got it. Yeah. It's the cranberries, corn, and mashed potatoes were not served at the first Thanksgiving meal. And the first Thanksgiving meal, you ready for this, lasted three days. Oh, wow. Three days. Keep me. That's a lot of eating. I know it. Well, yeah. You have to I know it. recover after the first meal. Yeah. Have a little lunch. There you go. There you go. Okay. We're going to talk about Blasto. No, you had it. You had it. My mm-hmm. co. Cosis? Yeah. Mycosis. Blastomycosis. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Okay. You know how long it took me to say antiplasmosis? Anaplasmosis. <laughs> yeah. What did I say? <laughs> Oh, never, never mind. mind. Okay. <laughs> okay, because I had a, a German wild short here, a pointer, that uh, six months or seven months old, and uh, that went down, and the owners called me and said, you know, what's wrong, what's wrong? You know, he's just, you know, it's like the wind's knocked out of him, and, and blah, blah, blah. And long story short, you know, they went to the uh, the vet. They really couldn't find anything, but it kept getting worse. And um, uh, then all of a sudden, I re- remembered the signs and what they were talking about. I called my one girlfriend who girlfriend lost a dog to that. And so um, anyway, uh, and so what blastomyosis is, is uh, uh, explain how, mycosis. How, okay, uh-huh. mycosis. Okay, how does it how does it come about? How can the dog get it? Because it has something to do with uh, rotten leaves and wood and stuff, right? Well, it's it's a fungus. Okay. And there are, there are a bunch of fungal infections, and they tend to be, like, you get different infections depending on where you are in the country. Okay. So when I was in vet school at Virginia Tech, we saw aspergillosis. That was the kind of fungal infection that we saw most commonly. Okay. Uh, in the southwest, you see valley fever. All right. Which is, I uh, can't remember what kind of fungus that is, coccidioidomycosis, I think. Okay. And then blastomycosis, you see just in different regions, you know, um, different kinds of fungi grow in different kinds of areas. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you see certain ones. And they they tend to be in patches but this is not a thing that you can see right these are not like the fungus that you see growing on dead logs okay this is a soil fungus you cannot see it you cannot detect it and we don't have a good way of understanding you know 
two dogs go hunting in the same patch of woods on the same day. One of them gets it. One of them doesn't. Okay. And so it's also, unfortunately, like it's not really something that you can avoid necessarily because you have no way of knowing that it's there. And welcome to Minnesota. You can't avoid every humid, damp, moist patch (laughs) of earth. You know what I mean? And so it's like. It, it's just sort of hit or miss. Luckily, it's it's fairly rare. Like it's not a super common thing. Right. And dogs, um, dogs are kind of more susceptible to it than humans or cats. I mean, you know, a lot of these diseases, cats hardly get at all. Okay. Some of them you never see in cats. Um, but it tends to be respiratory in dogs. So dogs are basically snuffling around. You know, they sniff everything. They snuffle through the leaves. They snuffle through the weeds. And in some of them, the fungus is going to create a problem with their immune system. Uh, in dogs, blastomycosis often tends to be respiratory. Okay. So the first thing you're going to see is that loss of energy, lethargy, loss of appetite, fever, if you have a way of checking that, and then coughing. Okay. So I always think like when you have... A cough in a dog, especially with a young dog, you know, it could be something like kennel cough, right? Uh, but it could also be something more serious and something more sinister. Kennel cough is usually it's more like a common cold where right. the dogs are coughing, but they're not necessarily really slowed down by it. Right. They don't lose their appetite. They don't feel too bad. Um, it's self-limiting, which means it will go away like a common cold. You don't you don't really have to treat kennel cough. You don't have to do anything about it. It's just a just mild obnoxious. respiratory infection, upper respiratory right. that will go away. Whereas with blastomycosis, it's more serious. And so you would see a sicker dog. Okay. Um, I will say like, you know, way in the past, when I first got into veterinary medicine, it was very unusual to see a dog get pneumonia from kennel cough. Okay. Um, and it has become, I from what I see, it has become a lot more common. Mm. Uh, and so, you know, but you can tell the difference typically an x-ray is how you're going to differentiate between something like blastomycosis and pneumonia. And x-ray will not? It will. Oh, it will. It will. And so I, I know sometimes, um, you know, I get a lot of emails from people who like they don't know what to do. And the, you know, the vet has said, let's do these diagnostic tests. And people don't know if they're making the right choice or if they should do the tests or not do the tests. Or, you know, maybe they should just give antibiotics and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And I think a coughing dog. If it's sick enough that you're concerned and that you've taken it to the vet, get an x-ray. Okay. Uh, it's it's always worth looking in there to see what it is. And if you look in there and you see nothing, well, good news. Yes, good news, yep. Um, you know, in in the difference between like, you know, how x-rays are used in human medicine and how they're used in veterinary medicine, we're always told as veterinarians that we should be seeing a lot more negative x-rays. Of course, we tend to not take x-rays until we really suspect that there's a problem. Uh-huh. Whereas in human medicine, they'll they'll take x-rays to see if there is a problem. Right, right. And so so that's kind of what we're told is that we should be basically taking a lot more x-rays because that's how you're going to find stuff. Okay. Um, occasionally, blastomycosis can appear differently. So it could um, it could affect the skin. So you could have like an, uh, an open sore on your dog or a, a swelling that opens up and drains or the lymph nodes might open up and drain. Um, and so people will suspect an infection. They'll put the dog in antibiotics. It might clear up a little bit, but then it comes back. Okay. And so I think these dogs really need to be on an antifungal drug. Okay. Even as a holistic veterinarian, people come to me and say, you know, I don't want to use medications. I want to treat this holistically. It's not worth the risk. 
Uh-huh. In some cases, like if the fungus is in your dog's lungs or if it is already a chronic burden on the immune system, mm-hmm. use the drugs. Okay. So what because is, is it's just a- something you can't mess around with it because it is very potentially deadly. Uh, the stats that I looked up said that, you know, oh, dogs have a, a pretty good survival rate of, you know, 45 to 50 percent. That's not, not, not great. great. No, it's not. No. <laughs> And so, uh, so you treat it like with a fungicide, or what is well, it? Anti- antifungal drugs. Uh, antifungal drugs, yeah. and that's different than antibiotics. Correct. Really? Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, drugs that specifically target fungi because they're different kind of, different kind of creature. Okay. And so, and like I say, the, you're not sure like uh, two dogs would be in the same field or the same woods, and one can get sick and one not. Correct. Yeah. So, yep. But the earlier you treat it, the better chances, I would imagine. Right. Um, I, I have a client who came in recently with a dog who had had blastomycosis, had been treated for, you know, and this is like we're talking like six months or so, if not more, okay. of the antifungal drug. Oh, my. Okay. So at the same time, you do want to do natural things because these drugs do tend to be hard on their liver. So obviously, you'd want to feed the best diet that you can. You'd want to use something like um uh, I probably wouldn't limit myself to just milk thistle, but you'd use something like standard process canine hepatic support okay. to support the dog's liver so that they can metabolize the drug more easily okay. and not suffer so much damage from it. Um, and in any case, this lady's dog had cleared up, had done well for a couple of years, and then some weird symptom came back and her vet was like, oh, no, you know, it's just an infection. And she was like, uh, not feeling so good about this. And the dog did not do well until she put him back on the antifungal. Really? So these things, you know, they can linger in the body. When they're gone, they're not necessarily completely gone. Okay. It's tough. It's tough to deal with. And you you can only get antifungal from your vet? Correct. These are prescription drugs. Prescription. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, hopefully if any of you guys have dealt with Blasto or whatever, give a holler, give us your feedback. Or if if you have any questions for Dr. Levy, you know, 651-641-1071. Where are we at, Brian? Yeah, like a minute. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the um, the the main things to watch for then for with the dog is you know they're lethargic, uh, they're off feed, you know they're running a temperature. What's the normal temperature for a dog? One hundred point five to one hundred two point five. Okay. And then I think too, like it, you know, it a lot of times it's worth doing diagnostics. So a lot of when I email people back, a lot of times it's coaching them get the test done. I got a call from a friend of mine last night. And, you know, her dog's eye was red. And, of course, she was looking online and she said to me, you know, I think she might have glaucoma, like increased pressure in the eye. I'm like, uh, that you don't diagnose that on the Internet. And she was like, well, what if I take a picture of it and send it? I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, some stuff. It's, it's worth going to the veterinarian and having the diagnostic test done. You know, we're trained to look at this stuff and to recognize things. Oh, cool. Okay, sit tight. We're going to come on back and we're going to take your call. So 651-641-1071. I don't have my glasses on, so I can't read the dang thing. Okay, just a minute. Uh, da-da-da-da. Uh, never mind. Let's see. What, what can I find? Oh. How many feathers does a turkey have? How many feathers does a turkey have? A million? Too many to count? Or 3,500? We'll be back. Stuff like that. All right. Okay, a full-grown turkey has about how many feathers? A million, too many to count, or 3,500? What do you think, Brian? I don't know. 3,500 seems pretty specific, so I'm going to go with that. All right. What do you think? Too many to count. Uh, 3,500. Ding, 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 ding. Really? 
I wonder who took the time to caught the full-grown turkey. A lot of those feathers are very, very big. So it wouldn't, you know. I guess. So I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, full grown 3,500. So as you were eating that bird, you can <laughs> tell everybody how many feathers <laughs> that turkey had. Well, the average turkey. But anyway. Okay, let's go to the first question there, sir. All right. So we have Janine on the line, and she has a question on a stray cat that she recently adopted. Ah, stray cat. Hi, Janine. How you doing? Hi, we love you guys. Oh, by thank the you. Way. Thank you. Thank you. What, what can you oh, do my... for you? Uh oh. That's okay. I'm there here. you are. Okay, yeah. There, there you go. What what can we do for you? Um, yeah, we um have uh, adopted another cat, okay. a stray, and um. So, long story short, we've we've had her like a month, but we've taken her to the vet. She was really sick when we got her, so she was on a round of the pink um, antibiotic, and then she needed another round of antibiotic. And then when I took her back to the vet this last time, she had her feline leukemia shot, which was negative, and um, she still has the upper respiratory stuff going on. Mm -hmm. And the vet kind of told us that that stray cats sometimes get that, and they can just live with that. But my concern is that I do want to make her a house cat eventually, and I don't want to dare bring her around my healthy house cat until I know that this crud that she has is not contagious. Oh, and it's black. Uh, she gets black crud around her eyes and then a little bit of a green snotty nose. So I try and, you know, clean her up three times a day. And and she seems like she's getting a little bit better. I put her on um, L-lysine now. Okay. Um, other than that, just wet cat food to get, you know, her weight up. Good. Go ahead, Dr. Jess. So... Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm not sure about this black crud. I don't, the vet's like, well, you know, I can't guarantee that your house cat won't get sick. And I'm like, I'm not taking any chances till I know. Mm-hmm. He said that she was an unthrifty cat. I have no idea what that means. Well, I think it just means sickly, right? You know, right. she's not at 100%. Um, right. So, yeah, and that, the, the risk to your uh, regular house cat is real. Okay. So, so basically with cats, when cats get the distemper combo vaccine, the kitty distemper vaccine, it it also, so it, it contains, um, feline distemper, which is the parvovirus of cats, but it Mm -hmm. also has upper respiratory viruses in it. And so, Uh um, like a a typical vaccine like this would be FVRCP. FVR is feline viral rhinotracheitis which is a herpes virus. Right. And then the C is caliche virus, and the P is for panleukopenia, which is cat distemper. Okay. The, the, the two upper respiratory parts of that vaccine, so the herpes virus part and the caliche virus part, are not meant to be preventive. And so they, they will not prevent your cat from being susceptible to those diseases, right? Because the, right. I mean, there's just no way to vaccinate against herpes viruses. I always say if... If there was, they would they would give it to people. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, right. But what it is supposed to do is it's supposed to attenuate the disease so that when your cat, if your cat is exposed to those viruses, they might get them, but maybe they won't get it as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but there's there's no guarantees. So I I think that is true that your cat is at risk. Um, mm-hmm. And since things like herpes viruses, you know, I mean, you know, from humans, they can kind of go underground. And, you know, you feel like you don't have any problems for a while and then you get stressed and it kind of comes back. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know if there's any way to know if this stray cat is ever technically really going to be free 
okay. of this virus. Okay. Is because there any- I have her, I have her in our attached garage right now, and I mean, she, you know, maybe I'll just make her into like a garage barn cat. But she she's so sweet, and I know that she was at. We live out in the country, and we've had tons of animals animals dumped out here and this was like my third rescue so i mean it gets super expensive so i'm like please god don't like send me any more stray animals because you take it you keep taking them to the vet and it's so expensive to find out they don't have shots they're not spayed they're not neutered yeah mm-hmm. and stuff so like with this kitty she's so sweet and stuff and i don't want to just put her back outside right so i think you know maybe she'll just have to stay a shop cat then or i mean will this ever go away because i i I did some research, and a lot of cat people told me to try try L-lysine. Mm-hmm. So I do have her on that yep. twice a day now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, um, that's what, that's a good idea. Like, the lysine is kind of hit or miss. So Right, that's what I heard. Yeah, when people come into my office and they're like, I've got my cat on lysine, and I think it's helping, I'm like, fine, keep uh-huh. doing it. Right, right, but, right. But it's like you never know if it's going to help or not. But what I would do for this cat is to improve your odds of getting her healthy, yeah. So obviously, uh, ver- feed a variety of grain-free canned cat foods. Um, okay. Intr- I do have her on Purina. Um, gosh, what's, mm-hmm. I have the picture right here. It is Purina. Um, Purina Beyond. I have mm-hmm. her on Purina Beyond grain. I have her on kitten food right now because she was like a pound and a half when I got her, and the vet's like she needs way more calories. Wow. Mm-hmm. So she's on kitten wet food right now, mm-hmm. and it's just two different kinds, but mm-hmm. I changed that up. She gets a can in the morning, a can at night, and then I also have her free feeding on um, kitten food mm-hmm. as well, like I am okay. kitten food. Okay, so here's my food. suggestions. Throw away the dry food. Okay. okay. Because those carbs are are hard on her immune system. Oh, okay. I would Good feed her a wide variety of grain-free canned cat foods. Okay. Um, basically, every can you open, just yep. get like six, eight, 10, 15 different ones. Every can you open should be something different. Okay. Um, and the variety in diet actually helps sustain health. So I would do that. Okay. I would introduce some raw food, not freeze okay. dried, but like actual pre mixed raw frozen cat food. Um, and okay. where your, do you get that? Your local you pet get... food store should be able to help you out. Okay. Um, I would do that. And then. You got to think about things like what's going to help this cat's immune system. So yes. I get her on a probiotic. Okay. Again, your local pet food store should be able to help okay. you out. If I Perfect. had a cat like this in my office, I would use standard process feline renal support. Okay. Um, and if you email me, I'll give you information about how to get that. Uh, I would also, if you can get to a health food store, get the homeopathic remedy, Pulsatilla. Okay. P, is that you, with a Q? Nope. P is in Paul. Okay. U. L is in Larry. Okay. Wait, I'm running out of letters. <laughs> S, S is in Sam. A. T. I. L is in Larry. L is in Larry A. Pulsatilla. Okay. What does that do? Okay. Can you Pulsatilla. get that like Whole Foods? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Pulsatilla okay. is just pretty specific for the typical symptoms of upper respiratory, the okay. green snot, okay. Okay. the stuffiness. So get Pulsatilla. Is it good, is it good to run a humidifier by her Yes. Treat? Yep, and keep okay. her warm, 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 warm. Yeah, she has a heated pad. Good oh, because because the virus, these viruses love cold. Like cold, sure. it's, it's kind of like why people tend to get flu more when it's cold out because okay. the viruses right. love the cold weather. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in our she's in our attached garage, but it's heated to like forty five. But she does have a warming pad, 
um, with blankets all around it that she's that's like her favorite spot. And, and the, then I have a humidifier running next to good. her. And that seems like I said, she's way better than when we got her. Yeah, but look at you. So, so I, I don't want to let her go mm-hmm. outside because I know they don't know if she's spayed or not yet. They right. thought she was pregnant when we got her. So I'm not going to let her go out and I'm going to get her uh, spayed with Minnesota Snap because it's they Good. give me a discount right. there. So what I and what then, I would do with the oh. homeopathic remedy. So uh, it's going to be little white sugar pellets. So crush two of the pellets between two spoons and put okay. them in her food. But don't do it more than once a week. Once a week. Where and do you I, get that? Th- those are the ones you're getting at Whole Foods. This is the homeopathic the remedy. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Pulsatilla 30C. Two pellets yep. once a week. Crush and okay. add it to her food. And then the other thing I would do is, Katie, remember those those houses that you used to have? Yeah. Yep. Like, that's what this lady needs. Yeah. Where, where Did you get those at that Walmart a, or something? That, yeah, that was a Wally World thing. And those are, that I finally had to toss them. What was it? Uh, two years ago. They lasted almost 10 years. Yeah, but I would get one of those because the thing is, she, she needs to kind of, she, she needs to have warmth above her as well. And so it was okay. like these little padded, it was kind of like shaped like a dog house, yeah, but yeah. they were really yeah, small. I have, I have one for my house cat that he does not use. Okay, oh, be, there you go. There you go. Because so, I, I would put so the heating they, pad in the I bottom could. of that so she can hang out in there and really stay warm versus okay. losing heat through the top, top. part of her body yep. and only right. the bottom part of you is warm. Yep, there you go. Yeah. So could I just put that little house thing in? Because I have, I mean, I have a Mastiff, so I've got her in the Mastiff crate with the crate open so she can go in there, you know, out in and out as she wants. Uh-huh. If I put that little house in there sure. and then I can take the heated pad and put it anywhere I want and maybe put the heated pad above and a heated pad below and, and then put a blanket over the crate sure. so it's a lot warmer. Yes, yes, that I would, would do work. that. Yes, it's super now, be careful though to that they get right, right, but, right, but she, don't get it too warm. Right, she can get up yeah, and move right. around though, and yeah, so okay. as long as she can get away from the heat, you're okay. safe. Okay. Yeah, and, and then and then lastly, is it still okay for? I've been taking her into the bathroom when I take showers. Yes. And putting her in there is that yes. still not a waste of time? Nope. Is this a good idea? Do that. Look do that. Okay. okay. Now a couple of the uh, grain-free canned foods for her that you want to try. Yeah. Uh, what is Earthborn? Earthborn. Okay. What is Nutrisource? Oh, I love my all my pets are on Nutrisource. Okay, the so Nutrisource yes, cat sense. lines, and then the Pure Vita cat line, P U R E V I T A, Red Barn. Okay. Okay, uh, Tiki Cat. Yeah, I tried Tiki Cat. Kind of had big hunks of actual fish in it. Yes. that they didn't seem to eat. Well, they don't want you to do. They take a fork and mush them up. Mush them up. Okay. Yeah, because they're so I fresh. I mean, too. you literally, okay. that tiki cat is made in a human facility. I think it's in the Philippines. Oh, really? And literally, okay. you can, humans can eat that cat food. Yeah. <laughs> well, if source, I'll buy source any day of the week if I can because they're Good. right here. And then also, too, they got, try to stay away from chicken because uh, now Nutrisource has seven grain freeze that do not have chicken in. Okay. Because almost I'm elk, just going to start there then. Yeah, okay. Because I always I'll, buy Nutrisource anyway. Okay, great. Yep. Yeah, great. Good. Okay. Okay. And then hopefully, I mean, hopefully I can just get her healthy enough. I mean, she's a sweet cat. Um, we've had barn cats and they're just kind of, huh, they don't really care if you're there or not as long as they're warm and they have water and everything. But this cat really seems like a sweetheart. Like I would love to make her an inside cat for a friend for my other guy I have. But I just have to make sure she's healthy. Oh, first, yeah. You yeah. Know? So I think you just got to work on her immune system to help her get cleared yeah. up. And then, and, okay. and then you on standard process. What was that other one? Yeah, feline immune system support. Yeah. 
Okay, what about well, renal support? Well, at least I have all of her shots, and she's been checked for feline leukemia, and she's not pregnant, and I've done everything step by step. The next thing is I have to get her a little healthier than I thought to get her spayed. He said I wouldn't spay her quite yet. Okay. Right. And she's inside anyway, so she won't be wandering around or anything. Right, okay, and with, okay. with the cold weather, it's just a tough time of year to, to get a stressed cat. And like you said, you know, yeah. she was underweight, so yeah. Right. Yeah, just have some work get to do. Get her healthy before you do that. Yeah. Get her healthy. Okay, yeah, kid. absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, thank you guys so much. For You're, all your help, uh, yeah. Katie, just keep doing the great work. Oh, and thank we you. Just, every well, Sunday. So- Sounds like oh, well, I appreciate that. Sounds like you got your poop at a group, though, boy. You're you. I'm impressed. I pray <laughs> to God no more strays come our way. Okay, take care. <laughs> bye bye, guys. Okay, folks. What is a snood? S n o o d. The loose skin under a male turkey's neck. A hat worn by a pilgrim. A hot cider drink served at Thanksgiving. What is a snood? We'll be back. Or you're listening to KDK9 show on mytalk1071.com. Hey, all the shows here on mytalk1071.1. Is that right? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> 107.1. There we go. Anyway, uh, uh, all, we all uh, have, uh, we, you can stream us live anytime. Uh, go to mytalk1071.com and then also go to. Uh, my show page, you can get the past shows. Uh, so technically, I guess it's called a podcast because you can listen to it later. So if you hear something and you didn't, you were driving, you couldn't write it down, so you always go to that. And then uh, also, if you need a link to talk to Dr. Jessica Levy, uh, she that is on my show page also is her website. What is your website? You can tell everybody there, ma'am. Holistic-vet-care.com. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, what is a snood? The loose skin under a male turkey's neck? A hat worn by a pilgrim, a hot cider drink served at Thanksgiving. What do you think, Brian? I think it's a turkey's neck. Turkey's neck. And what do you think, Dr. Levy? Yep. Nope. Nope. It's a hot cider drink served on Thanksgiving Day. A snood. S-N-O-O-D. But a turkey does have a snood. I don't know. Mm, It's a waddle. That loose skin is called a waddle. Well, that snood is also like a thing that covers your ears or something. I, that, well, I thought snood was something else, too. No, well, it is what well, it is. I guess I don't know my snoods. <laughs> well, on, it's uh, on White Christmas, which I just recently watched again and again. I was wondering <laughs> if you were starting your Christmas watching yes. it. Yes. And anyway, and, uh, Daddy... Uh, Daddy K and uh, Bing Crosby, after they got done doing the sisters number, sisters, sisters, da, 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 sisters. Maybe I've never seen this. But anyway, and anyway, so then uh, the cops are chasing him. He says, where's the, where's the tickets? I don't know where the tickets are. What did you do? Put it in your snood? And so it's just like, uh, there might be several, several meetings to a snood. So we'll see. See what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where, oh, here we are. Okay, mushrooms. Now, mushrooms have been, you know, in the human world, medicinal mushrooms is what they call it. Now, personally, I cannot eat a mushroom to save my, I mean, they're just slimy. They grow in the dark. And personally, people, everybody think about it. Okay, Brian, do you like mushrooms? Will you Absolutely eat a mushroom? Absolutely not. Oh, good. Okay, because people, when they say they eat mushrooms and they taste great, they're sauteing them in butter. You know, butter makes everything better. You can make cardboard be better with a sauteing it in butter. All right. I just don't like the texture. Yeah, same here. Yeah. The texture I cannot get past that slimy, blah. like rubbery, whatever. Yes, yeah. good, good, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. I was so bad with cream of mushroom soup. I'd sit there and diligently try to pick out the little mushrooms. Oh, jeez. And thank goodness they've made them bigger now, so it's easier to pull them out. <laughs> like the only time I like uh, cream of mushroom is like in a, a tater tot, oh, yeah. at like yeah. hot dish or that's something. That's the only time I use it too. 
So anyway, but yeah. So anyway, okay. So medicinal mushrooms. What do you got to say, Dr. Levy? Uh, medicinal mushrooms are uh, very useful. Okay. Um, I use them often for uh, my patients who have cancer. That's kind of one of my number one go-to supplements it's for medicinal. dogs with cancer. Okay. So these medicinal mushrooms, we're talking not, not the ones you buy in the store and not the ones growing in the woods. <laughs> okay. We're talking reishi, shiitake, maitake, cordyceps, turkey tail, chaga. Um, and so... Uh, they have uh, anti-cancer effects. Probably the most known one is, um, the most known mushroom for that is turkey tail. Oh, really? But I like to use the blends because um, because they all have anti-cancer effects, and I think they're probably synergistic together. Okay. Um, and they also, because mushrooms provide a whole host of minerals, they also support the adrenal glands. Okay. So you could also use them for dogs who specifically need adrenal gland support. Okay. Uh, there are a couple that are made for, um, there's probably several that are made for dogs, and then there's a bunch of them that are made for humans. humans right. But what I look for is I want them to be organically grown and processed in the United States. All right. And so the ones that I know of that are made for dogs, there's one made by Bixby Pet, B-I-X-B-I. Yeah. Um, so they make four different blends of medicinal mushrooms, and they're labeled Skin and Coat digestion joints and immunity okay and then super snouts also makes one called super shrooms and then they have a separate turkey tail as well the other reason why i prefer to use the blends i know that uh, some people are like oh i've I've read about turkey tail the turkey tail is the best one there's not one magic anything that's going to save us from ourselves right right? (laughs) and so i i kind of i would rather take a broader approach and say well let's not Ignore the potential benefits of these other things instead of just hanging our hats on this one magic mushroom. Okay, okay. Um, so those are the two that I that I typically use in dogs again because I want them to be organically grown and processed in the U.S. The ones there's a bunch that are made for humans. The ones that are made for dogs have the advantage of not tasting particularly bad. Okay, like the Bixby Pet. Um, I've used that one for my dogs. It has kind of a pleasant, nutty kind of flavor. Unless you don't like nuts. <laughs> oh, I like nuts. It's mushrooms. You know, I mean, you I were, like you were complaining no, about no, nuts no, earlier. Oh, okay, I, I was thinking about. <laughs> no, I like peanuts, and that's about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So they have, but it, like, there's nothing worse than you know buying an expensive supplement and your dog is really sick, and then you're like, oh my god, now I can't get them to eat it. Right. And so that one like does not taste bad. I've not had anybody you know oh, okay. come back and say there's no way my dog will eat this. Okay. Um, there are a couple that are made for humans that are also kind of my go-to. So one of them is called a blend called Stamets Seven S T A M E T S Seven. Okay. And that is. Um, I know it's sold through the website Fungi Perfecti, and that, that is gross. yeah. <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul Stamets is like the American mycologist. You know, he's kind of the guru of medicinal mushrooms, okay. and so this was his blend, Stamets Seven. Okay. Um, I found it at health food stores. Okay, you know, just co-ops and stuff. Okay. No, this is for humans or and for our pets, right? So that one's made for humans. <clears throat> But you could use it for a dog or cat. Okay. And then um, the other one that I've used a lot of is made, it's on the website gmushrooms.com. So it's gourmet mushrooms, gmushrooms.com. And it's called Mycoplex 7. Okay. 
And these are blends of seven dif- different medicinal mushrooms. And the Mycoplex 7 is made for humans, but there are instructions on the website uh, for how to use it for pets. And that's G as in goat, correct? Yeah, G as in gourmet, gourmet okay. mushrooms, okay. gmushrooms.com. Okay. Um, and so uh, when I first started using these, um, like one case that I had way back when, I had a, a lady come in with a dog with a boxer with lymphoma. Okay. Right, lymphoma is cancer. Right. Um, boxers are kind of prone to cancer. Uh-huh. And um, she was a trucker. And the dog went with her. And so she did the only thing that she could do, that she felt that she could do. So she put the dog on a raw food diet and gave it medicinal mushrooms. And then she would stop in once a year or Uh so when she was driving through town. And the dog lived like three more years. Oh, nice. Nice. So that that was pretty successful. Wow, that is. So these these mushrooms can have pretty nice effects and be very useful. Now, can cats take these mushrooms? Uh Uh-huh. So there's no, you don't have to worry. I know there's some things that dogs can take that cats can't. So yeah, that just, shouldn't be a problem. That you know, if you can get your cat to eat it, that's, that, that's you know, the that, only the, problem. Yeah, that's the million dollar question right there. Okay, hold on to your wigs and keys. Uh, what are we gonna do here? What utensil was not used by the pilgrims to eat Thanksgiving dinner? A knife, a fork, or a spoon? We'll be back.